0: Hi and Happy New Year. My name is Brigitte Jem and I am your host here in the Vegan Family Kitchen. My main job is to plan meals for humans, but since noticing so many more new dogs around my neighborhood, I've been wondering, can dogs be plant-based? That is an important question to ask and urgent too, because about one third of North American households have a dog and their diet is quite meat-centric. Also, their numbers are growing. To find out more, I interviewed Laura Simonson, who is the founder of a really good food for dog company called Virtue. It's a Vancouver-based startup. Listen up on today's episode of the Vegan Family Kitchen podcast. Welcome to the Vegan Family Kitchen, and I am so excited today to be with Laura Simonson, who is the founder of Virtue, and we are here to talk about the food that we feed to our companion animals. And it is a topic that I am completely unqualified to talk about as I don't have a companion animal and there is none in my future, unfortunately, as um, my husband is definitely allergic to anything with any kind of fur. Um, And I also live in a building where we can't have animals. And so every time my my kids ask, you know, even a hamster, I'm like, sorry, kids. So we only get to see animals when when we volunteer at sanctuaries and and rescues um but i brought in an expert on the topic to talk about it uh, my friend laura Simmonson, who is a uh, founder of business i like to call her a business activist here in vancouver a supporter cheerleader of yeah. our vegan business community here in vancouver canada and she has some really um, fantastic work going on in getting a really cool dog food company on um, the go. And I, I'm i just so excited to be talking about it with her today. Hi, Laura. Lovely to see you. Thank you for being Hi, here. Hi,
1: Bridget. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: I Let's just jump in. Why? Why is it important to pay attention to what we feed our companion animals?
1: Hmm. Loaded question, but as quickly as um, I could think that it'd be, for the most part, we, we don't realize that companion animals are also a, a huge part of our environmental impact. And so that, that's, you know, for sure has become one of the main reasons why. But it really is because we, we do need to start looking at our own diet. And when I started this process, it was I didn't realize that I had when I had my own vegetarian dog way back when people would say to me, oh, dogs, you know, they can be vegetarians. And then I don't I can't recall how many times I've heard now that people said, well, then if they can, why can't I? And so to me, it was there's a there's a a larger impact than just dog food, which is why we call ourselves food for dogs. So environmentally, obviously, um, there's the the impact on the dog's health. Uh, It's up to approximately 50% of of dogs health issues are because of skin and digestive that could be related to animal based proteins. And most people don't realize that they don't believe or didn't know that dogs could actually be allergic to an animal based protein, you know. And, um, and also the third thing is is that, you know, the impact that feeding ourselves great food and then giving the same to our dog that is such a beautiful energy and it's so loving and it's so caring which is what was behind our name called virtue is you know what what's what can we do here so we call it good for our dogs good for our earth and good for our hearts and and that that's you know that sort of gives you an idea of why
0: i love this right because i mean there there are very many companion animals um especially in north america um and they're part of our impact, as you say, but I I love how you bring the aspect of the inspiration and this idea that we're expanding the circle of virtue, right? And it's such a such a beautiful idea. I find this very heartwarming. It's That's like awesome.
1: children and dogs. And, and Richard, I know you're a real, obviously an advocate for family and children. Children and dogs teach us that naturally and, you know, that's the part that we just need to, to have more love and kindness and virtue through teaching that to our children, which we absolutely learn from them and through our
0: dog. You know? <laughs> that's that's just beautiful. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. let's dig into that topic because I know there are many people, even, you know, I'm always shocked, even, I mean, I'm, I'm not a specialist, as I said, but I, I know that dogs are omnivores, not pure carnivores. And even I am aware that they can be plant-based, right? And I'm always surprised even in vegan, vegetarian, plant-based forums on the internet, when somebody asks a very valid question of, hey, right. can I feed plant-based food to my dog? Or what do I do about this? Whether it's for ethical reasons or for uh, yeah. environmental reasons or for health, there's always a bunch of people that say, oh, no, 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 you know, dogs are like wolves and they have to eat meat. Uh, what's up with that? And, and please enlighten us about the biology of dogs as companion animals that I think can have a more uh, earth-friendly diet than Absolutely. we've been led to believe.
1: Yeah, it's a good question and good point because they. And it, you know, I, I always liken it to exactly what we've been doing on the trajectory of vegan. And in omnivore conversations, plant-based conversations with the human nutrition, that same trajectory can be placed like a hat on top of the of a dog and, and the dog nutrition. And the reason for that is because the dog is not considered a true carnivore. If you ask any veterinarian, they are not taught in school, in their, you know, in their universities, that dogs are a carnivore. They're not. They're, part, they're, they're considered a, not a true carnivore not an obligate carnivore. So dogs have walked with us for centuries. They um, actually, and you can find all of this information of course on our website, is they have actually um, formed digestive enzymes over the years, they've evolved. They've evolved past what their wolf relatives would have been. And just like us, we're on an evolutionary scale. The more that we could potentially, what we're gonna see um, plant-based foods and our microbiome even becoming healthier will that change some of our so um, you know they really I always ask the question to if if someone from say the vegan community or, or carnivore you know community asked the question I always ask the question back have you seen evidence that states that a dog cannot thrive on plant-based foods and there isn't one shred of evidence anywhere there is no we're basically just starting with canine plant-based nutrition like it's just awesome which is why we're setting out to have nutrition programs with veterinarians and provide the data right
0: that is just so wonderful so indeed I mean we we have co-evolved together and uh, certainly hip dogs have been hanging out with people Um, they would have been eating a lot of plants if they were eating our leftovers historically right Right. Like if you were to think through this, like
1: what our relatives have fed their dogs meat, like it didn't happen. They got the bone after it was in the soup. If it would have been in a rural and a farming community, you know, the rich didn't feed even, I, I wouldn't think their dogs pure meat. So any of our ancestors, if you really look at this in and in a critical thinking, you know, really do some critical thinking that um, if you were to look at it, dogs are not they are not out in the wild. We have domesticated them, and I always say, "Do you ever see a little Bichon chasing a bison?" No, <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> or a Pomeranian. My my <laughs> son's favorite kind of dog is Pomeranian. <laughs> yeah, they're sweet. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> <They're> sweet, <laughs> I think because yeah. he's little, he likes little yeah, yeah. little dogs. Um, you know, I have to say, I remember fondly when. Uh, I was a teenager we had my brother's dog that was hanging out at the house quite often and my mom would be peeling carrots at the sink and the dog would come and beg for carrot peels and my it was a nice black Labrador and my mom would tell the dog well you don't have a bowl I can't give you carrot peels. (laughs) Dog would go away grab his bowl (laughs) come back and flop it down he was just you know loving the carrot yeah. peels yeah. so obviously dogs can enjoy vegetables and they i would can. say perhaps they more can. than some humans
1: <laughs> they can and, and it depends you know obviously same with us it's how it's cooked sometimes can make a difference um cat you know carrots are high fibers so if the dog has too much carrot then they can actually you know can produce a loose a loose poo um and that's what we have certainly found out doing all of our trials and all of the things because we we love the idea oh, of cool. carrots being in our food but yeah
0: it's uh, that it's, is cool or maybe he was feeling a little constipated and that's why he wanted the it, carrots who knows and that's the thing they got to trust we got to trust they know because why do dogs eat grass it still
1: isn't a you know everybody uh, you ask a veterinarian site why did do dog eat grass there's a myriad of answers but nobody really knows but the dog does
0: the, the dog. some <laughs> dogs do a lot of really weird things though. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they eat as, do people, as do people as do people so if uh, someone that's listening to us today wants to start feeding their dogs more plant-based food or completely plant-based food, what do you recommend that they do?
1: Well, certainly there are a lot of options now available. And so depending on on that person's lifestyle, if they want to cook or if they would want to simply purchase. So, you know, even introducing um, some low fiber kind of vegetables into their dog's diet, which is why potentially, even though there's very mixed reviews on raw diets, but potentially, if somebody is adding some vegetables and into that diet, at least the dog could be getting more nutrition than just pure protein and animal fat. And so um, even just starting with more vegetables and they can put that even on a a store-bought vegan kibble, um, they could start, you know, do that. They could use, simply use the vegan kibble and um, here and there just, again, you know, makes, put some fresh vegetables on top. Because I, I believe fresh is always great, um, which is why we developed a dry blend, which is basically dehydrated blend and you just add water and, and it becomes, right? So that, those are the kind of things that, that you would do. And I would also make sure, you know, depending on the dog, if your dog's having digestive issues and if they're having skin issues, um, absolutely give it a try because it, it's, it, the, the, enough of the research is showing that they're, you know, up to um, 35% of dogs um, have a, a, you know, a, um, again, an allergy or sensitivity to either beef, chicken, you know, um, lamb. Wow, even, yeah. that's a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot. That's huge. And that's yeah. in a good study, you know, that was in a good study. And, um, and so we, we know that's there, but there's also many other things that dogs, like the, dog, the, the amount of dog breeds, the amount of mixes that we have, it's, 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 it's difficult to describe how many issues can happen in those dogs. So my point would be this, make sure you, if you have any serious issues, make sure you check with your vet first, because it's just so important to make any diet change um, for the dog. And then from there, if you know it's just a healthy situation or the dog's got some skin issue that you ruled out everything else that it could be, you know, we've had just dozens of testimonials on skin getting better. And so we just go, okay, so there's something there that's working. So, yeah, so it um, it's just easy. Just get it started slowly, but make sure your dog has never chronic a condition that um, that your veterinarian would want to you know maybe help monitor with you.
0: that's That's great. That's really good advice. And I'd like um, I mean, you've you've been at this for a number of years now, and I'd like you to tell me more about what is involved, what is the process that's involved in creating a company that makes food for dog. Uh, we're here in Canada, I suppose it may be different somewhere else. But tell tell me about the journey mm-hmm. of making really good food for dogs.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Good. I, You know, it's interesting because the other day I was thinking about this. Like, I we, we're here in Kitsilano, in Vancouver, and just, you know, literally a few minutes south is Lulu Island. And Lulu Island housed the first, which became kind of a, the, a standard for the industry, was Dr. Ballard's. Really? Yeah. And I did not know that bit of history. Yeah, And and it was in fact, there was one time in the 1950s when they had an open house and apparently a couple of thousand people showed up. And so they were, you know, they but what they were doing versus what we're doing. So I wanted to give a a comparison. They were driving in wild horses, of course, animals. Yes, because horses were becoming um, not needed because the car industry. And so literally, that industry is how you know here it would have started you know and getting larger here in Canada is just using the the leftovers either from the meat industry or using animals you know that they did here in Canada um with wild horses so those things that people it's not something I touch on a lot because it's not um it's not a pretty topic however what we what we're seeing here today so here we are close to that area and saying well why don't we just, if dogs are not true carnivores, why don't we just feed them plants? So my history started, this is not just a few years ago. I, in 1989, I'm reading the book by John Robbins, Diet for a New America, yep. changed my world, went and saw him speak, made sure I got his, his autograph. Um, and that was where my world changed. And I was at the same time, I happened to be in a bookstore. And the bookstore was an odd one. I don't even know where it came from in Saskatoon. And I was asked, and it it said vegetarian dogs. And no. so we're talking 1989, 1988. You saw
0: a book on vegetarian dogs in 1989. Absolutely. Wonderful.
1: And it it stuck. It stuck. And so I'm I'm an athlete. I'm into health. I really started to get into vegetarian, you know, early in the early 90s. And then I went on to go, well, why would, you know, the dog? I want to get a dog, but I'm not going to, you know. Um, I didn't want to feed her, um, you know, meat. And so I did the research. I asked a veterinarian friend when I was living in Calgary, and I said, what do you think? She goes, we have, we have vegetarian. We didn't have the word vegan much then. Um, we have vegetarian food in our, in our veterinary clinic because we do use it for dogs that have issues with this and this. So it's been known for a long time. So my journey started a long time ago. Then, you know, sort of go, go further. I get my dogs. We have a fantastic experience with her. I cook for her. I make her a vegan dog. Um, I meet my partner Gord. He goes, oh my God, I've never seen or heard of, uh, you know, the concept around vegetarian dogs. And he did his own research. I had never gone on the internet to find out. So this is like 2009. And he goes, huh, one of the oldest living dogs that was in the Guinness book of records was... I think Bramble is the name, but up, I think 27 years old, Border Collie, which our dog was a Border Collie. And then it was just this knit, this fit. And I just knew as I'm in Whole Foods here, we've moved to Vancouver. I'm in West Van Whole Foods. I looked down the dog food aisle and I went, it's still not here. And this is a decade or so later after I've, you know, started researching the dog uh, for our dog. And I went, we got there's something that we can do here, and now there's an opportunity for sure. Absolutely, and and for me, business. I started uh, fitness, um, fitness and health nutrition programs in Calgary, where I ran twelve week programs. I had a studio, and everything was around learning about vegetarian. I catered, um, I wrote the programs. We had a team that came in to help every week, and I went business to me. I saw how much that kind of business made an impact. Where still today, there are people that took that program that are now vegan. And it's because they took that program and they saw my dog running around in the fitness studio playing while we're working out and they saw her being a vegetarian dog and it really inspired them. So, you know, in a nutshell, that's what happened. And then we just went, there's a wide open opportunity, but what was missing is the evidence. And we need to show that. And that's what we're setting out to do here with these foods, as well as um, partnering with veterinarians so that we can do the programs. Not in a school, not with beagles in a cage, but actual people bringing their dogs in for nutrition programs where we can see the before and after, and be able to take that data and move it into what kind of formulas can we create next that can be even better.
0: Right, because so there are a number of brands of Mm -hmm. vegetarian or vegan uh, kibble out there, you know, dry food. So what is the differentiating factor here, and also yeah. Are, are you saying that there was not a whole lot of research previously on the health impacts for dogs of of being vegetarians there still isn't you know like we're starting to see dribbles
1: of it and again we've got a a, a great blog and great different things that we're seeing some changes but this is why it's it's basically they the vegetarian foods this is what it still is called in uh, the veterinary um formulas is that it's they're usually tested in their own you know again having their beagles or their own dogs being tested at the company they they can have um eight dogs in a trial and they can they're just basically showing is it good for skin issue is it good for maybe a digestive issue maybe there's a pancreatitis issue you know there's so many different things that dogs can be um, experiencing but we don't see that evidence all you see is the product come out And that's it. You may see some things that the the veterinarian, the vets might see some things in the school, but we don't hear about it. So literally, the idea for me was, well, we go and take programs, we go to let's just use Jenny Craig, or, you know, Weight Watchers, or or an integrative health center, and we go and do a, a program, right, and doing a before and after and you can see, well, how does that make a difference? Well, why isn't there something like that for dogs? So that's what I asked the question, because I used to run programs coincidentally we're doing feeding trials here at yaletown pet hospital and the program we chose was was 12 weeks and that's what i used to create and then i talked to one of the owners dr gavin Myers, there and he said you know this is really good for the business because we of course we paid for the feeding trials to be funded and and, and paid for the food for all the people that 20 dogs in the trial and um and he said this is really great business and then i started to go well of course the nutrition the feeding trial program can be turned into a nutrition program So we started to do that so we tested it at another vet um, center and they people came and of course paid because they want to know my dog, I'm paying hundreds of dollars a month for steroids or vet bills or medicine or special um, hypoallergenic formulas and I'm not getting any answers so why don't we test it, why don't we do that, why don't we do programs. So this is what we're in the process of setting up with our vet partners. It's so, that is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. So and tell it's me. Hard. It's not hard because hope- dogs can't cheat, Bridget. Dogs can't <laughs> cheat. And and this thing, so they don't go, you know, and get their, their ice cream at night or their chocolate. Like they can't cheat. So the good news is we can literally see, unless they eat too much street food one day, you know, we can literally see, right? That
0: is just fantastic. They might have a slipper or two, but <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, that's not too nutritious. Yeah, yeah. Is it okay to talk about some stories? Do you have some stories you can tell so far? Oh, yeah. What, absolutely. It's, what it's looking like your results for, this far? Sure, like, I call it like um, we're just
1: doing a lot of this now because we're getting the, the one year testimonials. We started with a, a special customer club that we wanted to do the testing ourselves. And testing means market test. Um, what's happening to the dogs? What's 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 the feedback? And so now a year later, we've got several one-year testimonials coming in, and um, so they're basically one of them, there's quite a few of them that had funny stools, like um, bloody blood in their stools, digestive hmm. issues, diarrheas, things like that, and one was called Rowdy, so we call him, he's a good pooper now, and um, so he's a beautiful dog with a, uh, with a chiropractor here in Vancouver, it's his dog, very active, beautiful dog, and he... They thought, the vets thought that there was something wrong with his joints because he kept having um, uh, pain. And the chiropractor, his, you know, his human, said, no, I think it's not, I don't think it's that. I think it's something else. And sure enough, he, he wasn't digesting his food properly. He is now, on. Uh, he's having no issues. He's, he's gone. So there's no medicines. There's nothing they have to do. So that's a, a really good one. And we've had a few of that where, where bloody stools have turned around. Um, the other skin issues, really, really great. So Julia Murray, who's uh, one of our plant-based Olympians here in Whistler, and she's uh, hooked on plants, 80, 20 plants. She's a very well-known um, um, gal out there doing good things with plant-based. Her dog, Zach is on our food and has you know started a year ago. She had Zach on a lot of different vegetarian foods as well. And Zach was still having really um, you know hot spots and some really bad skin issues and it's gone. And so, and that happened after about three or four months uh, being on Virtue. So we don't know what it is. it is. Um, it could be that it's pure food that's not it's not cooked to four or five hundred degrees to become a kibble there aren't any preservatives we don't need any preservatives of course so i think that's you know what's what we feel is making the difference easy to digest easy to di- to absorb and um and then others are seniors we've had really amazing turnarounds with senior dogs that um i think we've heard four or five now that have said they would have had to say goodbye to their senior dog had they not switched their diet to virtue, because they didn't change anything else. And that's
0: priceless. Things, that priceless. is priceless.
1: Like, priceless. We we can't even say enough about that. Because that was one of the first things was, can, if we can help these animals to live a little
0: bit longer. Wow, right? Well, but but not anyways. just live longer, but also li- live happier and healthier, right? Because exactly. you can, I mean, just like people, just like exactly. humans, you can be living to 80 years old, but spend the last 10 years of your life you know with dementia or severe and or you know severe heart disease not being able to do anything um if you can keep on running after balls and you know post people mailman it, it's, it's <laughs> you know it's also... you're right
1: exactly they can keep doing what they love and they you know it, it is it's a life changer and I agree there I worked in a senior in dietetics when I was young and that's what part of that when you're talking about seeing people that were you know for 10 years you we'd prop them up in their bed and feed them and prop them down again. That's not optimal health. That's, that's just that's, sad, right? really. And that's the part that we, we must start to see here that optimal health is healthy until you're done. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you know, I mean, the thing I find a little bit sad about a lot of those transformations, and I mean, the transformations are awesome, but now imagine if the default was veg, Right, as opposed to veg as a cure or veg as a treatment. But what if we just started with really good food and avoided all of those problems entirely? Doesn't that make sense? But it, yet we're um, still it's, here. It's one of those things, Bridget, every day where I ask, why don't we
1: just look at the diet first? That's one of the most important things for humans and animals. It just is. It just is what we consume. Like, it doesn't make sense. So that, that was our thing. We're going to build a foundation that's just diet. We're not uh, venturing into supplement and you know herbs and things like that. Veterinarians that understand that world, wonderful. We pass that to integrative veterinarians that play that game and do it well. However, our goal is just the foundation, a great diet
0: and what can happen from there. Diet and exercise, <laughs> it's, true right. for, yeah. for yeah. it's true for humans, it's true for dogs. And I, yeah. I mean, I never thought about it that way before, but we have co-evolved. And oh, what's An good for dogs is good for for humans too, right? Absolutely, it's it's, that's, it's yeah. that's wonderful. Um, I I want to know a little bit more about your trajectory in this. You know, Laura Simonson. where do you find yourself now as the founder of Virtue? Where are things going next for you and and for the company for your for your big baby? Awesome. Um, the,
1: the goal was from day one is to have as many people as possible involved with the formation of virtue. And so my partner Gordon and I set out to start meeting people that, um, you know, our friends and family, um, accredited investors, vegan uh, community, veterinarian community, to join us, whether they come in as shareholders or as stakeholders. And so now after 10 years, I'm just so excited because now we can state that 90% of our capital so far has come in through women. I love my, one of my passions is diversity and supporting it. One of my passions is supporting vegan business and having women be more, not um, uh, more um, inspired to have their own financial control, their own uh, taking it where they will place money is, is different from where men mostly place money for investments, and it's even shown that women's investments prove to be better in the long-term. There are some good, a new study that came out and I was really excited Interesting. about that. So women make maybe potentially different choices. This isn't right or wrong, as I say this, by the way, it's just that we make different choices. And then the other is, is for more women to see uh, that they can Uh, you know be involved and see a business starting maybe that would inspire them to start their own sustainable vegan um, you know whatever the 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 passion is for them children like you do teaching
0: children just having a business that aligns with your value absolutely um, and making it your day-to-day is so empowering and and it brings a form of serenity as well
1: um, an inner
0: peace that is way better than feeling like you're fighting you every something. day against yourself I'll show you something absolutely this is one of our patience dogs
1: oh, oh
0: my now, this, this is
1: my this is feva who we had our artist the artist that draws this is a phenomenal woman from the united states it's so beautiful absolutely to remind us that patience and calm and focus and those things absolutely so so yeah, the trajectory is we're setting out now to um, gear to, we've got another capital round that we're doing right now, and that capital round, we, we're, we're, we've broken through, we've got an amazing crew and team that have started, we've got amazing consultants and veterinarians that are working with us, and now we're just getting to the point of this, this capital round is going to take us to break even, which should be by spring of, uh, 2000, of 2022, which is very exciting. And then from there, our goal is to just continue to grow, grow, grow as quickly as we can, um, ship outside of Vancouver, because right now it's all greater Vancouver area that we deliver direct. And then we'll be starting the same concept. The goal is in Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, LA, going down the West Coast, because it's very similar in lifestyle, very similar in conversation. And so that's our goal is to do this as quickly as possible. Having our own virtue shop, our own virtue production, so that people can come in. We can use it as a community area. We can um, grow the community of, of plant-based foods for all of us, not just our dogs. Uh, support the vegan community where they can use this as an event place. So that was another reason. So we wanna have that in each, in each center that we do it. We wanna have pop-ups. We can do that at our veterinarians. Um, we're even looking at the concept of developing, taking um, empty land in the Vancouver area or anywhere and uh, opening dog parks.
0: Oh, that is awesome. That's just a beautiful and, idea. Yeah,
1: the trucks can come in, you know, food trucks can come in, we can have festivals outside. So there's a lot of, of uh, joy behind creating all of that. And I love you know, it. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting
0: times. In just a moment, um, when we wrap up, I'm going to ask you where we can find you and connect with you. But I have a question as the cook here. I'm the main cook and chief meal planner here in the Vegan Family Kitchen. What's in the food? Well, I don't, don't, <laughs> don't tell me your yes. secret recipe. Oh, that's okay. What goes into virtue?
1: Um, yeah, and, and this is the good news. Everything has to be on the label, right? That's the thing in the dog food industry. The only thing that is more or less monitored is that you need to be, you know, the, the labels have to be accurate, right? Whether or not that's actually in there <laughs> is another question in, in most foods, but in our foods, it's transparent. Come on in, we'll show you exactly what's going in. So it's a dry blend. Um, so the blend is hemp, and the hemp hearts are. I think we're one of the reasons why we're getting such great results. Um, a beautiful, high-quality non-GMO pea protein. Then we have um, potato and oats and spinach and carrots. And one of our, I think it's a secret. rest Secret. There's a secret, and you can read it on the label. Is is gold? It's called DHA Gold algae. And this oh, yeah. algae is, yeah, it's um, in the, and certainly in some pet studies, it's, it's, uh, it's great great stuff because basically it's the highest DHA form of DHA and the most pure form of DHA that's sustainable because it's grown on land. And basically algae, you know, people eat, when they eat fish, that's where we're, you know, supposedly getting our DHA, EPA, et cetera. Um, we can actually go right to the source. And so that's a powder form that's not in uh, human grade yet. The powder form that's just again grown on land and so that's and then of course we have a, a, a custom plant-based supplement which we've created and we've created all of this uh in of course collaboration with board certified veterinary nutritionists and it's very important that we have that because then it's complete and balanced based on what they call the AFCO standards and those and then that way we just keep you know going along as long as that is complete and uh, balanced Along with these beautiful ingredients that you just rehydrate. Basically, we had to somebody say yesterday their little girl was so excited because she can cook the food for their dog. And I oh. went, oh, this just like it warmed my heart beyond, you know, that because that was one of the ideas. We can feel like we're making a meal for our dog, right? So, anyways, so that's that's basically, you can see it on the side of our, you know, see it on our website. You can see. So it's like rats. a scoop of,
0: of yeah. your dry mix.
1: Oh, goodness. I should
0: be showing boiling you. water, I guess. Yeah. Hang on.
1: Okay. So here's the here's a sample. Our first, one love called Bowl. The, our first adult formulation is called the Love Bowl. And um, so basically, you know, here's the instructions on the side. So basically you just add water. Right. I see. Okay. You just add water to it. And you know, it's so some people they go, it's like a stew, it's like a porridge. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, dogs just love it. And we bake, we bake this food to create treats. Because then it's oh, a nice. with the nutrition program, and we have other special treats and other really exciting formulas that are coming up as well. So yeah,
0: that is wonderful. So so there's an adult formula. there's the treats right I now guess we there's yeah, a senior exactly. and a junior formula as well. We uh, right now, our
1: focus is more on senior. Um, this one is helping with seniors, but our focus would be more for senior. Um, we do have enough, um, uh, the calcium phosphorus protein, which is really important for puppies, but we recommend to strongly uh, recommend to do a puppy formula. Um, there isn't, I, I don't know if there might be one vegan puppy formula. I'm not sure where it is. I saw. I think I saw it online, um, but we, we're we not going to de- develop that yet, but that's on, on the plate. More things like pancreatitis issues, um, kidney issues, um, other things that are important, um, but So far, the adult formulation seems to be touching on quite a bit of that. And a low fat, because it's important for pancreatitis, as well as there's a lot of overweight dogs. Oh, yes. That's another part that we want to um, help with.
0: That is fantastic. I am so inspired to learn about all this. And I am not myself going to start cooking for a companion animal anytime soon, unfortunately, but I'm, I'm really glad that there's wonderful people like you and your team that are preoccupied with this topic and putting all your heart into Everything. creating the best 24/7. <laughs> really good food yeah. for dog that we can we can think of laura tell me how can people learn more about virtue how can they get a hold of you how can they get some of your uh wonderful food for their own dogs
1: absolutely okay so if you're in vancouver for sure you we have a couple events coming up actually so you know, one here on December 11th, and I don't know when this will be playing, but uh, December 11th, we're having an open house. So if you, are, if you don't have a sample yet, and haven't tried it for your dog, come on in. So we're here from three to eight o'clock. And so you can get samples, you can um, come to the sample shop here and pick up um, the samples, or you can go online and order. So you can see on virtue.com. So it's B-I-R-C-H-E-W dot and free samples, just click on free sample, and we'll mail it to you. And then oh, awesome. Yeah. And then from there in the, in the Vancouver area, we are doing um, what's really important for our market and also for the um, people that have dogs. We want to be sure that their dogs love the food. We offer a free month. So it's very, in some cases, we're up to three or four hundred dollars worth of value that you're getting. Wow. Um, depending on the size of your dog.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, so, for sure.
1: Um, that's,
0: yeah. that's a lot. That's, that's very generous.
1: Yeah. And then we have, of course, on our site. So if you go to Virtue, you can see there's blogs, a lot of good information on all of what we just talked about, Bridget, and then as well as facts. So there's a facts page. You can go through um, more information on what the food has been doing. And we have a beautiful testimonial page on all these dogs that are, are getting great results. Or, and great
0: pictures, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then America. of course
1: we're also doing our capital raise right now. So that's another one. So um, we're inviting women, inviting you know vegan friendly men, of course. Um, people that are, want to invest in sustainability and where we have aligned values. I'm very, we're very focused on that. We're particular about who we invite to be a part of this. And um, we're really looking forward to meeting people that that uh, that want to see this fly because it's more than just a dog food company. It's
0: I love this. That. Thank you so much, Laura, and your team for helping us. I, I really like this idea of expanding our circle of virtue. Um, whichever way you spell it children
1: love it children love it
0: yeah it's it's good for kids it's good for it's good for dogs it's good for people there's no doubt about that thank you so much laura for being here today in the vegan family kitchen i look forward to uh seeing you in person sometime soon it's been a while maybe uh, i'll i'll manage to squeak in at the open house and um i will make sure to put all the information on how to get a hold of you and get a sample and even perhaps a whole month of Virtue for uh, people who like their their companion animals to try it. Thank you for being here, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have a dog in your household, I hope you will be inspired to see what they think about Virtue or about other plant-based food for dog that you can find in your area. You can visit virtue.com for more information. That is V-I-R-C-H-E-W dot com. If during the podcast your mind was wandering and you were asking yourself, What am I going to cook for dinner for the humans? I've got you covered. Go to veganfamilykitchen.com/slash planned P-L-A-N-N-E-D and download your five-day healthy vegan meal plan. Thank you for dropping by and I look forward to cooking more really good food with you very soon.